Hey, 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 Kingdom Influencer Nation, what's going on? I pray all is going well for you, that you are starting off an intentional year, that you are focused, that you see the light at the end of the tunnel, that there is purpose in your actions, that your actions are lined up with the will and the mandate of God. I pray that your life is in a different place and that you see life out of a different set of lens from a different perspective as you have uh, completed 21 days of prayer uh, last month and some of you are in the 21 days of prayer this month and some of you are in other days of prayer, three and four day prayer outings. There's a lot of prayer going on in the body of Christ around the world, which is a good thing. Today, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about uh, the book that I wrote last year. It was released in May of last year, and you may have heard me talk about it from time to time, but I've never really uh, treated uh, this uh, work with the degree of sincerity that I really need to. And so this year, I want to share a little bit from uh, the book. I, I really believe that when God had me to write it, he wrote it with the intention of this book being read around the world. And um, I have this platform, so I'm going to use it uh, over these next few weeks to share some things that I think are critically important uh, in giving you a reason to purchase the book and giving you a reason to read the book. I don't just want you to purchase it for purchase sake. I really, really want you to read it and then share it with others. So uh, today, I'm going to simply ask myself a question, which is a question that uh, most authors get asked, and, and that is, why did you write the book? So why did I write the book entitled Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough? Well, simply because I believe that there's a master plan, I, I believe that there is a better way to do life. I believe there's a way where we can actually fulfill or see or walk out the fulfillment of scripture. Um, when we walk with God, uh, we can have life and life more abundantly. So I, I, I want to get us in that place and get us in that vein and, um, I really, really, uh, let me just break it down as simply as I can, and, and, and hopefully this will bless you as you go through the course of your life. I wrote, uh, and I may call it PIP, Pressing the Power, Pressing to the Power. Um, so I wrote PIP in the midst of an international crisis, in the midst of an international crisis. It was based on the simple fact that we can do a lot of things in this life but we don't do a lot of things well. I mean, there are whole lots of things that we can do, but do we do them well? However, I have this belief that we do life better when we do it with God. There's a scale of efficiencies that increases as we get instructions from God through prayer, through meditation, and the reading of his word. So what am I saying? I'm saying that life doesn't necessarily get easier, but it gets better. Yeah, I truly believe that life can get better. So let me say this. Better doesn't equate to easier. When I say better, it equates to a more efficient action that is purposeful, 
and intentional. When we're in life doing things, we ought to do things with purpose and intention. The only way to be purposeful and intentional in life is to get our instructions from God. Okay, so we'll revisit that a little later on. But let me say this again. Better does not equate to easier. Better equates to a more efficient action that is purposeful and intentional. On the other hand, easier suggests that there's no trials or tribulation or frustrations or any pain or anything that's going to be disconcerting or, or troublesome. But life is never meant to be that way. It was never designed that way. So thus, if you read any of the stories of the Bible, any of the stories of the Bible that deal with the patriarchs or the matriarchs of the Bible, no one who is employed by the kingdom is free of trouble. No one is exempt. When we serve God, trouble will find you. Trouble will definitely find you. But he, our God, is a very present help in the time of trouble. Scripture declares that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So we, we have this information and we understand this in Christ, but you never really understand it until you really make up your mind that you're going to live for God. So let me reiterate so we can get this again. When I say better, it equates to more efficient action that is purposeful and intentional. So what do I mean by purposeful? Purpose, purposeful means there is an achievable objective or goal or an end game. We're not just meandering through life. We're actually going through life uh, with a goal in mind. And the goal does not belong to us. The goal belongs to God. The objective belongs to God. Intentional means that there is a master plan or a blueprint um, that we uh, can follow. Uh uh, an, an intentional action we're not just doing what we want to do but but we expect an outcome for this action when the action is intentional because we're following god's plan god's blueprint as we daily engage in study and prayer uh, the practice of prayer and the practice of presence we are now engaged in a if you will a master class with god and this class is, is like martial arts. It's for the rest of your life, but you're always growing in grace. You're always growing in degrees. You're, you're always learning more about God. And as we learn more about God, of course, we learn more about ourselves. But we, when, when we attend these classes, when we spend time with God, so when I say classes, I'm literally saying spending time with God on a regular basis, we are learning to walk with God. While walking with God, life will slow down for you and things get better let me quickly give an explanation of, of slow down for you it, it's kind of a term that's used in sports and athletics when you come into the professional league it, they say that the game moves very fast but as you learn the game the speed of the game the game act actually slows down based on your rate of maturity and understanding. So life, even though it's moving quickly, will begin to slow down for you so that you can see the hand of God, you can see the work of God, and you realize 
that literally God is not in a rush to do anything. God is not in a rush to do anything. So we just have to get to that place. So since God is not in a rush to do anything, then it gives us a different perspective when we're dealing with trials. Okay. So life will never be without trials or tribulations, but because of your new routine, and if you don't want to call it a routine, because routines turn into ruts, call it a relationship, your new relationship with God, you begin to handle life differently. Spending time with God helps you, helps us to calm down and to see things from a different perspective, out of a different set of lens, from a different perch or a different dimension. Being in the same room, looking from a different vantage point is a different dimension. It's not anything spooky. It's just seeing things from a different perspective. That time with God pulls the plug on anxiety. Anxiety is that perpetual state of reality that leads to instability or the detriment of fear. There are things that we do in life out of fear that have nothing to do with God. So I wrote this book in response to the heightened anxiety the world was feeling in the midst of the COVID crisis. Tensions in the air were so thick. It, it was so palpable. Uh, many people walked around in fear of losing their lives and or the lives of their loved ones, and many did die. Others of us suffered COVID from a very devastating point of view that brought us to the brink of death but God. So what am I saying? I believe the COVID crisis and all of the other macro and micro instabilities that have to be navigated by have to be navigated by someone who understands the terrain and the lay of the land. In other words, who knows what's going on, which way to turn, which way to go, and not so much which way to go, but when to go, the proper timing. When do we move? Okay. When do we sit still in the presence of God? We have to get with someone who has a bigger perspective, a larger perspective, a more robust perspective with more details and insight and wisdom. And even with all of those things, I believe that we have to sit with someone who is sovereign in authority, sovereign in perspective unmoved by the things that are going on in the world and my brothers and my sisters, my friends, my colleagues, my cohorts, the only person that I know who has that vantage point is God himself. And he tells us who he is. And, and I know many of us have, have chucked the word to the side. Many people have, you know, don't read it, hardly ever open the book, have lost perspective you For some reason, you think it's irrelevant or you read it when you were younger or it's boring or whatever the case may be. But as we increase in the presence of God, God will continually illuminate his word to such a place that it is relevant for right now situations for the rest of our lives. So then successful navigation is only possible when someone possesses prior knowledge of the river or the canyon terrain, and, and I just named two out of the 14 different terrains that exist in the earth, 
but I, I want you to get this in your head that God understands the ter God understands the terrain of life. Okay, so I want to close with this, and just to kind of bring perspective and kind of bring a story to end this to to help us to understand what I believe about God and why it was important to write this book. I was in Africa once uh, in Zimbabwe and we were embarking upon a 30 mile whitewater rafting expedition on the Zimbezi River at Victoria Falls. Now, if you know anything about uh, whitewater rafting, uh, there are classes of whitewater rafting and the Zimbezi River has all of the classes. You have class one where water riffles, uh, the small waves and a few obstructions. You have class two is, is for the novice, straightforward rapids while clear with clear channels, some maneuvering required. And I'm giving you short versions. Uh, intermediate, which is class three, rapids with moderate, irregular waves that are difficult to avoid with tight passages, strong eddies and currents. Then advanced class four, intense, predictable rapids requiring precise boat handling with some um, with some unavoidable waves and tight passages and then expert class five very long or extreme rapids drops may contain large unavoidable waves and tight shoots with complex roots now we were on the uh, zambezi river uh in zimbabwe africa and i'm gonna tell you that's a that river is approximately 1600 miles long but we were on this stretch of 30 miles and in this 30 mile stretch we encountered threes fours and fives and i'm not stretching this or giving you any hyperbole or any of that kind of thing it just threes fours and fives and there were some calm passages points in the river but not a lot so here's the story and this is what i want you to understand we had a river guide and from my understanding, I didn't know from the jump, but as I conversed with him and listened to him, I found out that he was the longest tenured river guide. He knew the river better than anyone. And he just asked us this one thing. I never forget it. If you listen to me, you will live. If you do what you want to do, I cannot protect you. I cannot guarantee your safety. But if you follow my instructions to the T, I will make sure that you get to the destination safely. I'll, I'll never forget those words as long as I live. It, it was like, you know, if we put it in, in street terms, yo, follow directions or you die. And it was just that simple. And so... Uh, one of the things he did as we were preparing, we, we put the, uh, the vest on, but as we were preparing, he would make us flip off the back of the boat like Navy SEALs, just flip off the boat. And I'm saying like, why are we flipping off the boat for? <laughs> why can't we just stay on the boat? But what he was doing was preparing us for an occasion when you might flip off the boat in the middle of the Zimbezi River how do you regain focus? One, two, get your wits about you. Three, get a hold of the boat. And four, your comrades, the cohorts that are in the boat with you have to help you get back in the boat. 
And so we practice just falling out of the boat with no perspective. You can't look at where you're going to just fall out the boat and get back in the boat. And we practice that. So we were being prepared for potential future events. The second thing he did was make sure we understood the importance of obedience. Remember what I said earlier. He said it like this. Do what I say and you will be fine. You will get to your destination. Obedience. Man, he he drilled that thing in us. And I tell you when he said it like this. When I say paddle, you paddle. When I say stop paddling, stop paddling. When I say hold on, you hold on. When I say duck, you duck. Those were the basic four instructions. Paddle, where there were degrees of paddling. Paddle slow, paddle fast, and then stop paddling. And then not only was it the stop paddling, then, of course, there was the duck and there was the hold on. And so we had those instructions and we needed to, whenever he said them, we didn't like, well, why we got a duck? Why we got to hold on? When he told us to hold on, it might be a class five or class four uh, wave. And, I mean, the boat is literally 10 feet in the air, five feet in the air. And you're coming down and then the water's coming over. Put it like this. I, I can't even explain it except you better follow directions. And then the last thing was he wanted to make sure we got to our destination safety, safely. What I'm saying is God is our God in this frame of this whitewater rapid that we call life. He's preparing us for future events. That's why we go through trials and tribulations to be ready for future events. Then we have to remember the importance of obedience and the scripture compels us to, if we love God, to be obedient to his word, to be obedient to his ways. And finally, God has a destination for us, a destiny, a purpose. And we can't achieve these things until we, we release ourselves, lose ourselves, stop thinking about where you're going and what you're trying to do and ask God where he's going and what he wants us to do. Listen, that's why I wrote the book. The book is entitled Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. Read it. It will help you to develop the, the, the wisdom that's necessary to follow God. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Again, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Go and influence the nations. And don't forget to go to Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon, or Christian book distributors or Cokesbury Books online and get the book, Press Into the Power by yours truly, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough by Derek L. Calhoun. Have a great week. I love you guys. Peace.